Joe and Amber, the podcast. Welcome back to Joe and Amber. Mark Zeno, Mike Wells in for Joe and Amber on this Friday. It's ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Boy, and Amber thinks I'm the hot take, doesn't like the notebook. Are you out of your mind, Amber? You must be crazy. That is like cinematic excellence. Just makes you just gets you all on the inside. All the feels there, Mike. Well, all the feels. All right, we're gonna get back to our discussion here in a moment on the athletes with the most swag, the most self-promotion, the most pimp. Uh, here in just a moment. As we're on the line hangout, we'll get to you in just a moment. But we do want to take a moment here to talk major league baseball. The second half is underway. And, you know, a lot of teams are trying to figure out whether whether they're all in or all out. You know, they got about three weeks until the trade deadline here, Mike, and these first ten games coming right out are gonna dictate what a lot of teams are going to do, mostly, obviously, the Los Angeles Angels uh, who are dealing with Shohei Otani, whether they can keep him, trade him, go all in, all out. So there is a lot on the line here. And, you know, we talked last night a bunch about the trade partners for the Angels and who might be able to to pair with to make this blockbuster deal. Jeff Pass, an MLB uh, insider for ESPN, this morning on ESPN Radio Morning, said there's issues with all the Otani trade partners. The Yankees do not have the most to offer. Um, you know, I look at a team like Texas, and I'm not sure the Angels, if they were to trade him, would trade him in division. But a team like Texas has a very, very deep farm system and would make a lot of sense if they trade him to the, you know, to another league. The the Dodgers farm system is phenomenal. Would they really send him up to five, though? You know, who knows? Um, a, a team like Arizona that has great prospects, would they be willing to take on the money? Um, and the, the same thing goes for Baltimore, Tampa Bay. Otani makes $30 million. Like, it's a big chunk of change, especially for a rental player, especially for organizations that typically don't make those go-for-it moves. So there are problems with just about every spot that he could land. Yeah, and I said that last night. Yankees just don't – they have nothing to offer. That's, that's their biggest problem here, Mike. Uh, you take a look at some of the odds here, and they're brought to you by Caesars to win the World Series. Braves at plus 360. Rays next at 450. Dodgers at 180. Rangers are 10-1. to 1, Yankees 15-1. to 1. The Padres at 4-1. to 1. Team, I think it's very, very live. Now, I like the Padres. Probably better odds to win the NL than win the World Series, just given where they are. Uh, you don't want to have to climb too many mountains to get over the top here, but – is there a team other than the Braves or any of these top favorites that you think can actually come out and win this thing? Man, I, I'm I'm going to roll with the uh, favorites. I would love for the Cincinnati Reds to do something because I think they've been the the feel good the feel good story of Major League Baseball because they have been so bad for so many years. But they're sitting on top of the NL Central. You got De La Cruz, the the, the young, you know, hot shot third baseman who has been a guy that has brought a lot of juice out there in Cincinnati. But I, I I just, you know, I think at some point, you know, they, they, they're going to run into to, to some adversity and won't be able to handle it. But what they've done so far, it's been, it's been great. I'm still going to go with the, the common teams, the teams that are out there. I'm not shutting the door on the Houston Astros. I know they're in second place, but uh, we know the success that the Astros have had um over the over the past few years, they they simply know how to win. So I'm going to continue to stay with the favorites. Uh, it would be great if your team, where you live at, I don't want to say your team, you're a Yankees fan, but the team where you live at in Atlanta, 
could uh you know get to make sure their pitching stays tight and they continue their season long success and get back to the World Series. Maybe uh whoever that guy was we were talking about last night could come up with another country song or whatever. Um and <laughs> if the Braves win the World Series and flip it around. It's the aforementioned Morgan Wallen that we all learned about last night. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't believe in the Yankees at all. The Braves, it would have to, they would have to sustain it. Ronald Cooney would have to get hurt. That's the bottom line. Like, as much as that lineup from top to bottom is amazing, and there are so many guys doing so many things, and they're scoring a lot of runs, and they may set the record for most home runs hit, Ronald Acuna, to use the reference we heard last segment, is the straw that stirs the drink. And without him, that whole team, to me, is open and ripe for the picking. So as long as he's healthy, um, he, the, the Braves are going to be a really, really tough out. Uh, the Dodgers, you know, you could argue at the value that they are at plus 480, you know, better than almost 5-1 to one to win this thing. You don't often see them in that spot, and it's worth a value play on them because they will be there. They will be competitive. They do have the talent. Now, Tim Kirchin uh, said the Dodgers are saving up to make a play for Shohei Otani. The Dodgers are always, always there. I've been told multiple times that they haven't done much with adding players because they're saving all their money for Otani, either as in a trade or as a free agent. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. All right, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Back to the phones here. The athlete with the most swag, the most self-promotion, the most ability to pimp like nobody else can. Let's go to Chris in Orlando. Chris, you're on Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. All right, so I was thinking about this. Uh, Muhammad Ali was my initial thought. But then I kicked it back to the 16-time jet flying, limousine riding, world champion Ric Flair. Woo! There you go. I mean, it's now wrestlers are a special breed because that's part of their job is to be self-promoters, right? But Flair is probably. I mean, who is better? I don't know how much you're into wrestling, but I would put Rock right at the top of that list as well. Man, uh, I'm I'm old school. Uh... Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Junkyard Dog. That, wow, you went that's went JYD right there. Yes, yes. That's my, that's my Coco wrestling Coco Beware time. next. Ooh, yeah, see? You know what I'm talking about, Mark. I'm, I'm, I'm that old school. About, I'm definitely that old school uh, wrestler. But the reality is I, you know, somebody made mention, um, might have been uh, Ben in studio before the show. He was talking about who was more popular, Hulk Hogan or uh, The Rock. And I, I got to say, I hate to say it, I think, I think The Rock has been, you know, it's probably oh, more popular yeah. than what Hogan, Hogan, Hogan was in wrestling. I mean, Hogan, Hogan Burt, that's like asking who's more popular, Babe Ruth or, you know, Shohei Otani, right? Like, you know, Babe Ruth birthed baseball, but Shohei Otani right now in this, you know, time is obviously more popular. 888-SAY-ESPN. Mike is in New York on line three. Mike, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Let me set this up real quick. Christopher Reeves did Superman, and he goes into a phone booth because Lois Lane is in trouble, and he comes out the phone booth, he's got a Superman cape on, and there's a man standing there goes, whoa, Jim, that's a bad outfit. So I'm saying Cam Newton. He was the most classiest dresser I've ever seen, and he had the best yeah. swag. Have a good night, guys. He, I mean, the outfits he wore to press conferences were – were not to be ever, you know, duplicated by anybody. And he might be the only person on the planet who can pull him off, Mike. Yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, he he and uh, Russell Westbrook are the two, in my opinion, they can wear anything and pull it off when it comes to their outfits. All right, let's grab uh, one more here real quick. Let's go out to line five. Josh is in Wake Forest. Josh, the athlete with the most pimp, most swag. Who you got? All right, good show, fellas. I uh, love hearing it. Uh, how about throwback to baseball? You guys remember Ozzy Smith coming out in the All Star game doing yeah. cartwheels and busting flips on his way out to shortstop? That made every little kid want to play yeah. baseball back in the day, especially myself. Yeah, and every little kid tried to do a backflip, landed right on their head, and their parents <laughs> like, "Don't do that anymore." Um, yeah, it was. It was uh, it, the, the backflip was signature for him. Nobody in baseball would ever try that. Nobody in baseball ever tried that. Now, we no. did mention – did we mention Bo Jackson before? I forgot if we brought him up. I know we brought him up in football circles real quick. But I was, he, had, he was another athlete with a lot of swag. But he just – I think one of the things for him is he just let his play do the talking more than anything. Bo was really quiet, right? To, to, yeah, no, he, he, was, he was very quiet. He, um, but he was out there, you know, climbing, climbing on walls and, uh, and, and, and catching fly balls and outfield and everything. But, yeah, he's, a, he's had a quiet swag. I think quiet swag guys – can't go on this list, Mark. I think we got to leave those guys off. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree. All right, coming up next here on Joe and Amber, you heard my top five MVP candidates last hour. Mike Wells' list coming up next. It's ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Mark Zinn, Mike Wells in for Joe and Amber this evening. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune into an AL West battle on Sunday as the Angels host the Athletics. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 o'clock Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And at 7 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow. Touchdown, what a start. Two actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them. The top five MVP candidates. Number five. I'm sorry, Kansas City Chiefs fans. 
Um, as much as you guys probably want all of us at ESPN to put your starting quarterback at number one on this list, I have Patrick Mahomes at number five. And it's not to say that Patrick Mahomes is going to have a significant drop-off. It's going to be hard for Patrick Mahomes to duplicate what he did last year when he won his second MVP. I mean, you're talking about a quarterback that completed 67% of his passes, threw for almost 5,300 yards, 41 touchdown passes. That's one hell of a season. I just think trying to do it two times in a row and had that same type of production will be hard to come by. He's still one hell of a quarterback. He's, you know, a top three quarterback in the NFL. He is the best quarterback in the NFL. But since we're talking about MVP candidates, that's why I have him listed at number five in my rankings. Number four. I'm going to go with the guy who gambled on himself. He didn't hire an agent. He decided he wanted to try to negotiate a new contract with the Baltimore Ravens. I've got Lamar Jackson at number four. He got that five-year, $260 million contract without an agent. Of course, people are going to say, well, he got, he got his money. Why try, to, why try to be an MVP? It's because LeBron Jack, Lamar Jackson is very competitive. He's got a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin who came from the University of Georgia. He's going to help Lamar and his, his um, arm out more. So not only will Lamar Jackson look to beat opponents with his feet, which he has done over and over again in his career, he is going to be in a better position to throw the football, and he'll be able to prove that he can stay healthy on the field. That's going to be the biggest thing for Lamar Jackson. He's only played 12 games in each of the past two seasons. In fact, he hasn't played a full season since his rookie year in 2018. Sounds a lot like my good buddy Mark's guy, Saquon Barkley, with the New York Giants. It is a motivating season for Lamar Jackson. New OC, new contract, and it's time to get back to the top of the NFL. Lamar Jackson at number four on the list. Number three. The guy who was going from one green to another green, and we're talking about Aaron Rodgers um, going with the New York Jets. The window is closing on Andrew Aaron Rodgers in his career. He didn't have a bad season with the with the Green Bay Packers. Yes, the numbers say he did, but if you think about it, he had to throw a lot of balls away because he was facing a lot of pressure. But Aaron Rodgers, despite being uh, 39 years old, going to be 40 in December, he still is at the top of his game. I would roll the dice with with uh, Aaron Rodgers any day of the week. He's got a he's got a new he's got a, a new team to play with. He's got Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator. He's got Garrett Wilson as his new wide receiver. Wilson, who had over thousand yard over eleven hundred yards in his rookie season last year with the Jets. Aaron Rodgers is not coming in just to come in and babysit and hold the hold hold things down until Zach Wilson's ready. Aaron Rodgers is coming to win, and he's got to prove that he's not declining in his career. Number two. I'm going with that other quarterback who reached the Super Bowl last year. And we're talking about Jalen Hurts. I got him. He proved that he's not just a running quarterback last year. Jalen Hurts shows that he can throw the football, a high production, threw for 3,700 yards in that, in that starting role and leading the Eagles to the Super Bowl. In fact, Jalen Hurts had one. He had a hell of a Super Bowl performance against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, he lost his offensive coordinator, who is now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. But guess what? Nick Sirianni, he knows how to coach quarterbacks. He had Andrew Luck. He had, he was in, in, uh, with the Chargers as a wide receiver coach when Phillip Rivers was there. Nick Sirianni knows he he will get Jalen Hurts to another level. The motiva- the same way with Lamar Jackson, 
Jalen Hurts has a motivating factory to go out there and prove that it was not a one-hit wonder with his 3,700 yards passing and nearly 800 yards rushing. So that leaves number the next one on the list, the top dog, who I think is going to get his first of what I believe will be many MVPs. Number one. Who they, who they, who they? That's what we're talking about, Mark. We going over to Cincinnati, and we're not talking about no Skyline Chili. We talking about Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow could be on our on our swagger list, quite honestly, Mark. He's got some legit swagger. I'm surprised nobody mentioned him. When you got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, two of the top two of the top 15 wide receivers in the, in, in the NFL, and the fact that you have thrown for over 40, 4,400 yards in each of the past two seasons, you believe anytime Joe Burrow's out there, he is going to win a game. He's going to win, and he's going to lead the Bengals to the Super Bowl at some point. It's going to be a tough road in the AFC. But the fact that Joe Burrow's confidence has him believing that there's nobody on the football field he can't beat, doesn't matter how much time's on the clock, he has that ability to drive 99 yards if necessary. So I think Joe Burrow is going to get – um, his MVP t- um, trophy, and it won't it won't be the last one in his career, Mark. All right, so that was your list: Mahomes, Jackson, Rogers, Hurts, and Burrow from five down to one. Minus Justin Fields, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Now, there's only one on the list I really take umbrage with, and it's not Aaron Rodgers. It's Lamar Jackson. He ain't winning an MVP after he just got paid. He's just not, and I don't really trust him as a thrower what? Um, yet. Maybe, maybe Todd Munkin can, can change that. Um, here's the thing, and I've said this repeatedly. All those guys on the list, put them in a 17 – all the guys on your list, put them in a 17 nothing hole. Which one is the least likely to throw them out of it? Lamar Jackson is the answer. That's the bottom line. Lamar Jackson's best throws come when he has a lead and he's got things at his disposal. When you ask you know, him to play from behind, I, 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 I he's a different quarterback. You, I don't know if you remember that Monday night game against the Indianapolis Colts a couple years ago. They had a gigantic hole, and they went on a run because of Lamar Jackson's arm. And I saw it firsthand in Baltimore on Monday night football where it seemed like Lamar Jackson was on his way to getting another MVP trophy. So he is capable I think if he's on his it. way, his legs are going to be a big part of it, which is part of the reason why there are three running quarterbacks on my list, right? So I agree with you from that standpoint. When you can run like Lamar can, you're always going to be able to put yourself in that conversation because Lamar already did it, rushed for 1,000 yards. He's already got an MVP under his belt. And believe it or not, I still think that hurts people. As much as voters don't like it, they, they, they absolutely in their mind do the, I've already voted for this guy. I've already given him one. He's already won one. I'm going to go vote for the, the other the guy. Jo- the Joker, the jo- the Joker syndrome out in, uh, in the NBA, Nikola Jokic. Uh, out yep. there. It's like he's already won, so people don't want to give it to him. Again, even though he rightfully may deserve it. Yeah, I mean, again, it's very much a uh, a subjective thing, but still, I, I that, that would be the only one I would take umbrage with on your list. And I do believe with you, I'm with you, that Aaron Rodgers may be able to have a very big 3,800-yard, you know, kind of 35-touchdown season with the Jets. I think that 100% is possible for him. Coming up on Joe and Amber, Saquon Barkley still looking for his deal, but will he get it in time? We'll ask an expert that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Welcome back to Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Mark Zeno, Mike Wells, in for Joe and Amber on this evening, 888-SAY-ESPN. 
That's 888-3776. Follow us on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. He's at Mike Wells NFL. And speaking of the NFL, we have less than 72 hours to that franchise tag deadline. Saquon Barkley still no long-term deal. Giants appear to be stuck. Saquon appears to be stuck here to talk about that. ESPN NFL Giants reporter Jordan Renan joins us here on Joe and Amber. Jordan, good evening. Thanks for joining us, brother. You got it. What's going on, guys? I was actually thinking of Mike Wells recently. I saw a video of somebody getting hit in the head with a golf ball, and it reminded me of that time I hit somebody in the head with a golf ball. Right, Mike Wells? Yeah, so, Mark, basically, um, I know you guys are two East Coast guys. Don't you ever play golf with Jordan Raynon because he hit somebody in a fairway, three fairways over. That's how wide his uh, his tee shot was. He cracked somebody right in the forehead. I, I said I said four. I said four. Like, That's all that matters. You do. Well, I mean, I three fairways. Was... They, they can't hear you three fairways over, Jordan, but that still is you like one of the – You are of blame the minute you yell four. <laughs> I, that that. I will tell you, I felt really bad because the guy was like 80 years old with his wife. And he's like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. He literally had a mark on his forehead. He had a, a welt on his forehead. It's like what yeah, you, would, you, you, you would see on there. So um, that was one oh, of God. many highlights of my nine years of covering the Indianapolis Colts uh, and ESPN was Jordan Raynor uh, cracking somebody here with, with a top flight golf ball. Well, uh, the gorder on that guy's head isn't the only gorder we're here to talk about. That's because the Giants and Saquon are flat-out stuck here, Jordan. I, I mean, in your yeah. opinion, who is is more of the sticking point? Is Saquon really that you know hard in about the guaranteed money, or the Giants just not playing ball at all? Well, yeah, he's hard. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Harder about the guaranteed money because it doesn't make sense for him to take you know, really anything less than the two franchise tags because you have to understand the business of it. If you're, let's say you're Saquon Barkley, the franchise tag this year is $10 million, 10.1, right? Now, next year, if the Giants decide to franchise him, that's another 120% of that. So it's $12.1 million. So now we're talking about $22.2 million, right? Saquon can make $10 million this year. 
he can insure himself for like the the difference for next year, right? In case he has a catastrophic injury and can't play again. So he basically has that locked up. And and like Saquon can have a terrible year, right? Terrible, be awful, and someone will give him five to six million dollars last year, next year, right? So why would he take like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen million dollars guaranteed? It doesn't even make sense for him. Then it locks him in. No, he'd rather hit the free agent market. So that's why that number is such a big deal. And the Giants are hunkered in saying, look, look at the market of running back. We would, we don't want, want to pay a running back. We'd rather go year by year. And you, un, you understand that side of it too, right? I mean, wouldn't you just rather franchise your running back and string them along if you have a great running back at this point? For the team, that's the biggest benefit. Now, the tricky part here is Joe Shane, and this is what the general manager of the Giants has to deal with, how important is it for him to not have a ticked-off player and a ticked-off star in his locker room who's a very respected player? Well, and, and that leads me to my next question, Jordan. If Saquon does end up playing on the franchise uh, tag, how much, how will that Im- impact his future with the, uh, with the Giants? I mean, he's not going to want to return. If they don't want to commit to him long-term, you know, to the, to the point of basically guaranteeing him at least, you know, the two years' worth, then he's not going to want to return. He's going to make that very clear to them. I feel pretty confident about that. And, you know, his time with the Giants is over. It's just only a matter of time. And, uh, you know, that's not really what anybody wants. Saquon, I know this, and he said this publicly, like he wants to stay with the Giants. You know, he's made a life in New Jersey. His family lives in New Jersey. You know, and he, his, he grew up. His parents still live in Pennsylvania, in the Bethlehem area, Lehigh area. Uh, you know, that's like a two-hour drive from where he lives. It, like, it, it, everything, you know, he's in the New York market. He likes that. Like, there's a lot of things that work for him right now. Like, he doesn't want to go to the Giants or he believes our team on the rise. He likes Brian Dable. There, so both sides want it to work long-term. But if they can't reach terms on a long-term agreement, I have a hard time envisioning a path where Saquon Barkley's long for the Giants. Jordan Renan, ESPN NFL Giants reporter, joining us here on Joe and Amber. Mark Zeno, Mike Wells in for Joe and Amber. I mean, there's an argument if you're the Giants, right? And I tend to look at these things, Jordan, from a very business perspective. I have a coach uh-huh. in Brian Dayball who is able to do great things with Josh Allen. And I'm not comparing Daniel Jones with Josh Allen. But another year in the system, another mm-hmm. year with Dayball, can put him on the rise. I know the numbers when Saquon's in the lineup. But running back production, maybe not the running back themselves, the running back production you can find a lot of places. Look at the Atlanta Falcons. They had nobody's yeah. running the ball last year, and they had the fourth-best no. rushing attack in the league. So if you're the Giants, I, I don't cave here. I just don't. Like, I treat this like a business, and everybody's a commodity, and this is a commodity that they can replace. Well, Mark, why do you think we're here where we are right now? The Giants <laughs> put a number on it. They put a value on it, and Joe Shane's actually pretty big on that in this new regime of the Giants, of really creating a value you know, using algorithms and analytics and creating values on players and what they're worth and sticking to it, and you're seeing that here. I mean, it's, it, they're, they're, they're dug in, right? Think about this. They started negotiating Taekwon and the Giants nine months ago. You know, as wow. of, like, this morning, they hadn't made that much progress in nine months. So I think the Giants have taken the same approach as you. I think it's, it's pretty clear uh, what they feel about the running back position. I'm sure if we had Joe Shane's notebook and he had, we had like the blueprint of how to build the team like before he came to New York, it didn't include drafting a running back at number two and then paying him big money. Jordan, hold out to never work. 
And do you really think that he would miss games over this? Well, it's not technically a holdout because he doesn't didn't sign the franchise tag, but we right. saw Le'Veon Bell go this route, right? But the, the benefit of that, by the way, is that he then can't get fined, right? So there's no, there's no penalty for him not showing up, except finally when you get to the regular season. Now that's when we're talking business. 600K per game. Saquon, a player who's very uh, – who takes pride in the – you know, profile that he's kind of uh, – the reputation he's built up, his public profile and how he's viewed, that means a lot to him. He's paid very close attention to that. You could tell he's, he said he doesn't like how, you know, these negotiations have been portrayed, him being greedy. A player who is that uh, careful about their reputation, right, it's hard to see them then holding out, especially when you're talking about 600K per game. We saw what happened with Le'Veon Bell when he did it. It wasn't exactly successful. You can't make that money back up. Now, the one path to making a point for Saquon would be, okay, what if I do it for a game or two, right? Like, let's say week one, when the New York Giants play the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night for everyone to watch and see at MetLife Stadium, if Saquon Barkley decides to make a $600,000 statement and say, hey, you guys think you're fine you don't need to pay me and you're fine without me. Let's see what your team looks like. What do you think this offense is going to look like without me on September 10th against the Dallas Cowboys in front of the entire nation, right? And Matt Breda and Eric Gray and Gary Brightwell are in the backfield with a wide receiving core of Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell. Like, you know, I, I get it. You know, Darren Waller is, is, you know, their number one receiver and he's a tight end. But, you know, it, that, that's going to be a, a rough spot against that Dallas Cowboys team. And so I think that's a path that is clearly on Saquon's radar and something that he would consider seriously if uh, there is no long-term deal by Monday. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, Daniel Jones may uh, sit there and be the middleman if that were to get to that point after uh, having to face that Dallas <laughs> Cowboys defense. friends, by the way. <laughs> after that Dallas, Cow- facing that Dallas Cowboys friends. defense. So that, that leads me to this, though, Jordan. Um, yeah. How bad does Daniel Jones need Saquon Barkley? I know you can sit here and say, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. running backs, you can just plug some guys back there and they can get by. <laughs> how bad does Daniel Jones need to beg and plead the front office of the Giants and the Saquon Barkley to reach a deal so that they can, so that Saquon can help him out next season? Yeah, I mean, look, he really needs them. Now, you think, what do you think Daniel Jones thinks when he turns around and he's handing the ball to Matt Breda or Gary Brightwell? Or instead of uh, Saquon Barkley, who every defense is scared of, can take it to the house on every play, right? There's a big, big, massive difference there. So uh, Daniel Jones' success last year was largely contingent on having Saquon Barkley in the backfield. First nine games, Saquon had 70-plus yards rushed, 70 more yards rushing in seven of those nine games. Like He was the offense. That allowed Daniel Jones to be more of a factor in the second half. You don't want defenses just teeing off on Daniel Jones and saying, oh, they're just going to pass the ball. They're just, you know, they're going to run Daniel Jones. We could just, you know, put the put the target on him. That that would definitely hurt the Giants, Daniel Jones. And, look, you want you, – Giants signed Daniel Jones to a long-term deal. Essentially, it's two years, right? Two years, $82 million or 84, $84 million. Uh, And so they want to find out in these two years if he could take that, that next step and be that next player. Do you think he really is going to be able to do that if, if Saquon Barkley's not on the field with them this year? I have a hard time seeing it. I don't know, and I'm I'm pretty sure you guys probably agree with that. <laughs> yeah. 
Jordan, real quick, 30 seconds. Uh, percentage you'd put on it that a deal gets done by Monday at 4 o'clock? You know, I would have said this. How about this? Uh, at the beginning of the week, I would have said like 65, 70% yes. Now I'm probably at only 40, 45% yes. So I, I, I have definitely, listening to both sides and talking to a bunch of people, have come away thinking, be less optimistic about a deal than before, but still. There's a deadline. The Giants do not want the season to be derailed. I think there's motivation for both sides to still try and get something done to some degree. He's Jordan Renan, ESPN NFL Giants reporter. Thanks for the info. Thanks for the time. Uh, don't hit anybody ahead of the golf ball, Jordan, and we'll talk to you again soon. Hit him straight, Jay. <laughs> All right. So, I don't know. Don't be don't don't stand in the fairway to the right when I hit. There you go. <laughs> don't stand four fairways over when I'm on the tee box. All right, coming up next on Joe and Amber, we'll look forward to the second half of the MLB season and tell you why this side dish is completely overrated. It's Mark Zeno and Mike Wells in for Joe and Amber here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. Welcome back to Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Series 6 AM Channel 80. Tell that smart speaker, play ESPN Radio. Mark Zeno, Mike Wells, in for Joe and Amber here on this Friday evening. Getting you guys... Started for the weekend. Get in the Zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the Zone, AutoZone. As we look towards the second half of the Major League Baseball season here, Mike, and all the questions continue to surround Shohei Otani. However, there are still some things left in doubt with this baseball season. Not everything is all wrapped up. It's not as easy uh, for the every, every other division leader like it is the Atlanta Braves. You're looking out west. You see the Diamondbacks and Dodgers locked in. Both central divisions are up for grabs. Even out in the AL West, the Texas Rangers don't seem to have a firm hold on what's going on there. And, of course, all five teams in the American League, American League East are above 500. So there are a lot of things left to be decided here. And Buster Olney, ESPN Major League Baseball insider, talked about the most fun division races in the second half. 
Probably the most fun in any division will either be the National League West or the American League West because in the National League West, you have the Dodgers uh, who you know have dominated that division over the last 10 years, but the Giants are playing really well. There's tons of pressure on the Padres to get back into it. The Diamondbacks have been a surprise team. I don't feel like the Dodgers are going to go nutty at the trade deadline and add a bunch of guys. And in the, uh, in the American League West, Talking to some of the Astros in the dugout today about their chances to, you know, overtake the Rangers who've been leading that division. And let me tell you, the Astros players are feeling really confident that they're going to finish the deal. But I also know the Rangers guys. That is a serious group of professionals. Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, Bruce Bochy, Hall of Fame manager. And I don't think any team is going to be more aggressive before the deadline than the Texas Rangers are. So that division could be a ton of fun, too. Again, that's Buster Olney. Uh, Mets and Padres, Mike, can either one of them turn it around? I'm ho- I'm hoping the Padres can get can get it going. That 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 lineup, that offensive lineup, is way way too talented to be sitting here um, with with the losing record. When you have the type of power you have in the line with Juan Soto, Sotos, you got a. Um, you got Manny Machado. You got you got Fernando Tatis Jr. You got that power, and there's no reason why they should be struggling out there. I mean, I, the Yankees are doing better than the, the Padres, but when it comes to offensive firepower, those two teams have been gigantic disappointments this year in baseball. One could say that both of those teams are a little bit overrated, to say the least, uh, given the money amount of money that they spent. Now, Mike. Overrated is a very dangerous term sometimes. People equate being overrated with being bad. Okay, so if I were to tell you that macaroni and cheese is an overrated side dish, you might think I don't like it. It's not that I don't like it. I just think it's a little bit overrated. I think people think too highly of it. I think people people want to make it this, this end-all, be-all kind of side dish. And for me... It's just pasta and cheese. It's, you it's don't, good, you don't, but it doesn't. It, mean, it means you don't know what you're talking about quite honestly, Mark. No. <laughs> That's what I was saying. You didn't make it right. You haven't had a good mac and cheese. It's all the same, bro. No, 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 it's not. I mean, we were talking it's about you, you You ran down how to make macaroni and cheese, which, by the way, I will never eat dinner at your house because all you said was pasta and cheese, pasta and cheese. How about some salt Those and sugar? Those are the two ingredients in macaroni and cheese. Hey, how about some salt and sugar? How about some milk in there? Sugar. Some butter? I mean, I'm sorry, I mean, salt and pepper, salt and pepper, some butter, some milk in there. You got to have some breadcrumbs on top. Stop eating that Kraft mac and cheese out of the box, man. You try to spice it up. You replace the the powder with some bootleg cheddar cheese thinking it's going to be some of the best mac and cheese you've ever had. Oh, you mean Velveeta? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The stuff that squeezes out of the pouch instead of powders out of the pouch? I mean, yeah, it's like the stuff they put on the Philly cheesesteaks in Philly, man. You know, the the bottle stuff, man. I, I just I don't uh I don't get it. I've never met you in person, Mark, but it seems like you are a very healthy eater. So that's why you may not want to eat the real good mac and cheese because you're gonna feel like you put on fifteen pounds when you eat legit <laughs> mac and cheese. Uh, so I and growing up, listen, you know, I I'm an Italian, I grew up in New York. Mac and cheese never made it to the Thanksgiving table. Ever. Now we had pasta. With cheese, because Italians, that's what we do. We eat pasta with cheese. You know, sprinkled Parmigiano-Reggiano, you know, little pecorino mano, that whole deal. But thanks, like mac and cheese is nowhere on my Thanksgiving side dish list. Anywhere. Not, not, nothing at all? I, I mean, so I can what, eat what, ten better sides on, mac, on Thanksgiving than mac and cheese. I mean, you're going you're gonna to name a bunch of you – you can name ten better – you can name ten healthier things 
all green stuff, <laughs> but there ain't no way in hell. I, hey, I'm eating, Mark. All I'm green eating stuff. Good. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna miss, you're gonna miss some Brussels sprouts, broccoli, yeah. asparagus, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, green beans, yeah, all the healthy stuff. Yeah, you yeah, you you can have that. How about this? We 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 have mac and cheese and some loaded mashed potatoes with a whole bunch of butter and gravy. I'll take that stuff. You go ahead and eat the, eat that rabbit food to the side, and I'm going to be feeling a lot better. <laughs> and and I'm going to have the itis. I'm going to have that food itis when I eat all that great food. Uh, listen, I'm not arguing. The macaroni and cheese probably sits in your stomach like lead, especially oh, yeah, the way you're making it. with just butter and butter and butter. <laughs> Like you should just call it butter and cheese with macaroni right. on the side. Okay, so g- g- give me give me the ten other better side dishes than mac and cheese. Okay, well, let me hear. Name all the green vegetables because they all count: broccoli, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, green bean casserole. I'm all there for it. Sweet potato, mashed potatoes. Uh, you can give me uh, any, even a baked potato is like good for me. I am a big cranberry sauce guy. I know I know some people have very mixed feelings on cranberry sauce. That is I'm nasty. A cranberry sauce guy. It's not. It's delicious. It's, that it's is just, that you know. is legit disgusting. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, out of the can. And how about you give give us that sound? Give let everybody in America you, hear when, the when sound. You take, that you, when you take the can, the, the cranberry sauce, you open up the can, you turn it upside down, it goes, and then pops right out on the dish. Glorious. And you Glorious. probably take the whole dish to yourself. You don't even take a knife and slice it up. Nope. You probably do the whole uh, thing. If you, if you did that and gave me, a, 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 honestly, if you gave me a, a whole can of cranberry sauce, I'd eat the whole thing. I don't know why. Now I understand people's angst against it. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm right on. Just for me, it's a personal. I, I, I do enjoy it. Listen, you know, hey, Mark. Well, by the way, is, cauliflower is good too on Thanksgiving if it's made right. Stuffing, oh my God! You, hey, you have, is like the you, top. You have a boring. You have a very boring. <laughs> Side dish menu when it comes to Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, you you guys, anybody who is not Mark Marcus uh, has a military background. He also uh, he he was an athlete in college and everything. If he looks like he has like zero point zero zero one percent body fat, you don't want to eat with somebody who's that healthy. You don't want to eat with a guy who's going to sit there and eat the raw egg and go run four miles in the morning before the sun's <laughs> up. You don't. You're not. You're not. You're not doing that. <sighs> Listen, uh, I eat a lot, and I eat a lot of food. I just, you know, try to work it off mostly going forward. All right, that'll do it for us here. Mike Wells, Mark Zeno, in for Joe and Am. Appreciate working with your brother. I know we'll do it again soon. You guys have a great weekend. Freddie and Fitzsimmons is up next. They have breaking news on the Cincinnati Bengals. Keep it locked right here. For Mike Wells, I'm Mark Zeno, the rest of our production staff, back at the Studios ESPN Radio. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.